0: It's time for History Matters. We're joined in the studio by the one, the only Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire, <laughs> to catch us up on this week in history. Well, I Good think that morning. That
1: round of applause goes for you too, oh, Aaron. As well. So yeah. I think
0: <laughs> two ways. Now, it's everyone, everyone always loves it when I like give them a round of applause, <laughs> but that means that I can't do it for everyone. I've got to be like super selective because then it's special.
1: Oh well, I, I yeah. feel very, very selective. It is too. special for yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, uh, well. This is a great week to celebrate and we should applaud because uh, there's a date that comes up last week. It was Constitution uh, Day and March 25th, 1789 is when uh, Congress does something else momentous. Uh, They pass uh, the Bill of Rights and a large part of that is because of North Carolina. 1787, here is the new constitution, but all the founding leaders had uh, hedged their bets and said, well, if we get 9 of 13, (laughs) it's going into effect. It does. Uh, And uh, it had to go out to the states for ratification, and they begin to ratify it. But there began to be some questions because there was no Bill of Rights attached to it. States all had Declaration of Rights, and that became a sticking point. Massachusetts says, well, wait a minute. I think there's a way we can... Uh, get through this obstacle and we can propose amendments Mm. and that becomes the thing that frees things up until it comes to north carolina now by the time it comes to north carolina in the summer of 1788 it's a done deal uh it's going into effect except north carolina could just rubber stamp it they don't instead they do something that no other state does they actually vote to postpone ratifying the constitution until a Bill of Rights amendments are presented to Congress in the ratifying states. And that's the price of admission. Mm. Um, Eventually that's exactly what happens when Congress convenes in New York uh, the following spring in 1789 and they are trying to think of what they can do to get past this uh, element that and other states had raised it too, that there should be something. So there's a kind of a groundswell. Finally amendments are proposed over the summer of 1789. Uh, they're submitted, and uh, 12 are passed by Congress on on uh, September 25th.
0: It's interesting, like, the strategy of what North Carolina did in 1780, yeah. because a lot of people oh. in 87, 88 were opposed to the Constitution, but they kind of, like, swallowed their pride and voted for it anyway because right. they knew it was kind of either that or nothing. Like, if it wasn't this, then That's the country right. was going to fall apart. And I think that was why a number of states ended up Passing it narrowly because there were people who did that. By the time North Carolina gets around, as you said, it's already a done deal. So North Carolina can get away with saying no until the Bill of Rights, well, because they knew that the the Constitution was still going to hold the country. Yeah, together, and, the, and it. the
1: thing too. In, in, at that time, there was still under the Articles of Confederation, and all during the Revolutionary War states had operated with a great deal of autonomy. Mm-hmm. So people had a, great, a larger identity with the state they were in, Correct. rather than this new nation. Right. And this was something new, and uh, that's when the early leaders realized, oh, we need to have something a little more stronger because we still had these major superpowers out there, Spain and mm-hmm. France and England, and they might come back. And what would we do then? So that was some of the thinking behind it, like you say, but then it became something more. And uh, kudos to North Carolina for its part. But also, when it's passed on uh, September 25th, 1789, George Washington, uh, who had been elected president that spring, uh, does something wise. He instructs the scribes to put all 12 amendments on one parchment and send it out to the states. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instead of one by one, it's like, here's the package. Now, some take part, apart, It turns out that uh, 10 of the 12, the two of the 12, uh, uh, don't pass, don't get enough votes, but 10 do, and uh, it's concern satisfied when it comes to North Carolina. Knowing that happens, they hold a second convention, only state to do so, pass the, ratify the amendments, uh, ratify the Constitution, the amendments, and two years later on December 15, 1791, is when... 10 of 12, which get enough votes, become the ones we call the Bill of Rights.
0: And of the other two, one of them is in the Constitution now because that eventually becomes the 27th <laughs> Amendment, right. which eventually passes down the road. And then the one that didn't pass, which was... Oh, that was ridiculous. Representation. Representation, yeah. right? It was, it was guaranteeing that the House of Representatives would always be one right. for every 30,000, I think. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. And which that was... made sense at the time, because you only had a few million people, <laughs> but right. man, that would have been a huge House of Representatives it today. would have
1: been so Several thousand.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might have been one of those amendments that got re-amended later if, yes, uh, if, if it actually it had gotten. It would have been
1: more interesting, like uh, how many thousands are voting for this bill or something. It Imagine would be...
0: how big the room would have to be. You'd like, have to, just, you'd <laughs> it'd have to meet in the stadium. Dean Dome, That's yeah, right, basically, exactly, right, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, uh, there are a couple other things that, of course, you know, as, as, as we move forward, and one, thank goodness the Article 5 in the Constitution allowed amending uh, the Constitution because that has helped beat the the drumbeat of progress in terms of expanding what does it mean to be american what do those rights mean to be and two people that come up uh, hiram revels uh... who was born in eighteen twenty seven african-american he uh, is actually, during Reconstruction in Mississippi, is voted a senator. But there's immediate controversy. Wait a minute, hold on. Oh, all right, you, uh, there's no slavery. That's uh, been outlawed. Um, oh, the 14th Amendment. Well, I guess you're an American citizen, but can, uh, can you vote? Is that the 15th? There's a lot of confusion. Finally, he does get seated. He's a real trailblazer in that way. Another one that comes up this week, uh, kind of a book into that, is James Meredith, on October mm-hmm. 1st, 1962, um, he's in Mississippi, uh, is, becomes this college student that integrates that college campus. So it's taken a while to see what these rights mean and how they play out in these civil rights. That are part of who we are as are the DNA of Americans.
0: Yeah. Also also just underscores just how long and how deep the resistance yes. to civil rights and justice was. Like a oh, hundred yes. years after the Civil War, that's right. It takes thousands of troops to get one person right. into one school in Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: But that's something that we, we we all have to stand up for the things that matter, and uh, as, as we're looking ahead towards election season, that's uh, more important than ever.
0: Speaking with Scott Washington, uh, history matters. Uh, we got time for let's say two more. What do we got? <laughs>
1: okay, well I mean, there's always like I feel like the Ginsu knife, oh, but we need so
0: many more. All right, here's one. Uh,
1: John Chapman, otherwise known as Johnny Appleseed, yep. uh, born this week—a real person, 1774 to 1845. <laughs> Didn't say around,
0: that on his business card. <laughs> John Chapman, <laughs> a real person, in like quotes <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm
1: sure there was. Well, if people had heard of this. He became legendary in his own time. But he would go around and he would plant these orchards. And one commentator had a really fascinating insight. Said oh, uh, they he was planting a lot of apple orchards because it would make hard apple cider. <laughs> this was something that people said, oh, I want an apple orchard,
0: Yeah, yeah. so we can
1: have some good times in the fall. <laughs> and, uh, and the other one is, uh, that's on uh, uh, September 26th, uh, he has a birthday. And the other one is Jack Lillane, born on the same day, 1914, who is the fellow who um, uh, brings in what we know as gyms. So if you ever go to uh, a gym and you go to work out, you can thank Jack LaLanne. He's the one who actually popularizes, starts this movement and um, is a major person who begins to look at uh, aerobics and what we can do. And he had a hilarious show that I remember seeing as a boy, but (laughs) because the dog would jump through the set. (laughs) but But his idea behind it was you can move and you can do things, um, and in certain ways, breaking uh, their own barriers, Johnny Appleseed and uh, Jack LaLanne, Hiram Revels, uh, James Meredith, and uh, the ways we can be creative and look to ways that we can make the world a better place. You never know. It's right around the corner.
0: And that's how history matters. Scott Washington, thank you so much. Thank you, Eric.